Marketing can be hard work, especially when you're working in a way where you need a continual stream of clients, or if you have a scalable business model that doesn't really have a cap on how many clients you can take. And because we work hard with our marketing, we need it to work even harder for us. And that means going beyond being on this constant content treadmill. It means positioning ourselves as a go-to through our content and also being a lighthouse, so to speak, shining our beam of light far and wide so that we don't have to be in quite so many places and instead people come to us. And the way to do that is by positioning ourselves as an authority in our niche. Welcome to the Upgrade Your Education Business podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, and I'm so pleased you're here. As an education business owner myself and a former teacher, I understand the nuances that only apply to us. So in this podcast, I share fluff-free, tailored and actionable ideas that you can mould to suit your needs. If you'd like to take this conversation further, please do reach out. I would love to meet you. And finally, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review. That way, you'll be helping me help more people. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy. When I say the word visibility, what does it make you think of? Often people think being more visible means being on video, showing your face and being in as many places as possible. Now, all of those things, when done intentionally, can definitely help. But it's also a nightmare for people who might be introverts or just very private. So does that mean that introverts can't be visible? Absolutely not. Because visibility, the way I see it, is about being in the core places that your clients will find you in a way where they see you as a go-to for solutions to their problems. You might be thinking, but I work in such a saturated market. We all do. So let's quash that before I go through my list. Just because we work in crowded markets doesn't mean that there aren't enough clients for all of us. Different people are compatible with different people. So that plays a part too. Also, we don't have to be the best of the best in our niche. We just have to be the best solution for our clients. So that's exactly what we're going to focus on conveying. The place to really start with this is to define three things you want to be known for. And when you do this, be as specific as possible. So saying that I want to be known as a business mentor for education business owners is way too broad. It doesn't help my potential clients decide whether or not I'd be right for them. As I get more specific, I would say that I want to be known for giving clients tailored solutions to their challenges, not a one size fits all. I want to help clients create lean and sustainable strategies. And I want to focus on the whole person, keeping their why front and centre of my work with them. So pause this episode now if you're in a position to make some notes and try and come up with three things that identifies how you work and your values. So now that you've identified those or that you will identify those, think about how you can show people that you do those things instead of telling them. I'm not just talking about content here. So yes, this concept applies to creating things like social media content and lead magnets. But it also applies to deciding what you need to do to be visible in the right places. So you might decide to approach some podcast hosts. Remember, we don't just have to be visible. We have to be visible in the right places. So if you were doing something like this, you should be selective with who you approach. You might decide to approach someone in your network to do a joint post on social media, a joint video for YouTube, create a joint lead magnet. 
So in all aspects of the phrase, you want to show people, not tell them, if you really want to get known for those three things. And when you create any kind of content or do any kind of promotion, you want to be circling around those three things that you wrote on your list. Through my podcast, I share lots of examples. That shows people I can lead them to tailored solutions, not a one-size-fits-all. I talk about different solutions to problems. That shows people I can help them create lean and sustainable strategies. I have my PS episodes every Wednesday that lean into more mindset-based business boosts, which shows that I focus on the whole person. I don't just see monetary goals as the only driving force. Now, when I summarise like that, it all sounds very strategic. It isn't. I don't think strategically when I create podcast episodes. Those three things that I listed are what I truly believe in. So they come naturally. So my style of podcasting or creating content naturally leans into them. So when you list these three things you want to be known for, don't feel like it's now going to be really hard to use them as content drivers. If you've chosen things that are really true to you, it will come naturally with maybe some effort at the start to be conscious about showing them to your audience. So notice that I haven't talked about the need to be on video or to show your face. Those things are effective. I won't pretend like they don't matter, but not everyone is ready to do it yet. And that's fine because making sure you're taking actions and creating content intentionally is actually the main pillar that supports you in positioning yourself as an authority in your niche. So let's move on to what kind of content you should be putting out there to get known for those three things. An obvious place to start is by sharing value, but I don't think that should be a dominant content style. So when I talk about sharing value, I mean those here are three ways to type content pieces. I usually advise people to start here when they're just trying to build momentum with creating and publishing content because it's a fast way to build trust. It positions you as an authority and for educators especially, it's a style of content they find relatively easy to create. But I also make sure that they only focus on giving their audience micro wins because to position ourselves as an authority in a way that also attracts sales, we have to leave our audience wanting more. Or let's put it another way. They need to see it as a try before you buy, a way to decide whether they'd want to work with you, like the trailer for a film. And this is so important because when you share value, it's easy to end up training your audience to just expect freebies from you. So it's a delicate balance and the way to make sure what we put out there do lead to sales, we need to blend it with other types of content. And that's where those three things you want to be known for really kick in. If you list ways you can show your audience those things on your list, you'll generate so many ideas. And as I mentioned earlier, not just for content, but actions that you can take to boost your visibility in a way that takes you off that content treadmill. If you don't feel confident to collaborate with others or to speak on a podcast, one way could be to create a YouTube channel. I know this relies on you being on video, but there are ways to create engaging videos while you do the voiceover, so you don't have to show your face. And the reason I'm specifically mentioning YouTube is because it's not a social media platform. It's a search engine. And that means that your content keeps working for you for years, not days. The same applies to things like podcasts. And that's important if we circle back to why we may want to be visible and position ourselves as an authority in our niche. 
The biggest advantage of this is that instead of needing to be everywhere, publishing content all the time, you can be in fewer places and your content will work hard for you for longer. And this really leads me to a third point, which is the importance of building a loyal audience. In my view, a loyal audience is better than a large audience. If you can have both, that's amazing. But it's that loyalty that builds relationships and leads to sales. And a great way to position yourself as an authority is to create a world that people want to be in and stay in. And I have found that the best way to do that in a sustainable way is to use things like my podcast, my YouTube channel and email marketing in my overall marketing strategy. Yes, I am very active on social media, just a few select platforms, but that content doesn't last for long. But those other content pieces that don't just disappear or require me to be publishing content every day are the ones that create that world that people stay in for longer. They can binge watch videos. They can binge listen to podcast episodes. I saw a video recently from a business person who said the advice about needing to show up consistently made her cringe. What if you have health issues? What if you have children or any other challenges that make it hard? What if you just struggle to sustain showing up consistently just, you know, because? Well, all of that's true. It can be a real challenge. But regardless of the challenges we may face, if you don't show up consistently, you won't build a loyal audience. Unfortunately, that is just a fact. If sometimes I published a podcast episode and sometimes I didn't or kept changing the days around, I wouldn't see consistent listener numbers. Because people often factor these things into their habits, they get used to it. In fact, I am inconsistent with my YouTube channel, so it's no wonder why I only have a handful of subscribers and video views. So yes, being consistent can be hard, but the reason why I mention things like email marketing, video marketing and so on is because they allow you to show up consistently without needing to be on a content treadmill every day. It can take time to set up and gain momentum, so sometimes you just have to be on that content creation treadmill to start with so that you're not in that position later on. And I've found some really direct benefits with this approach. I'll tell you something, I don't market my tuition business anymore. Go and look for yourself, search for my name on Facebook and you'll see my tuition Facebook page. Have a look at when I posted last and when I posted before that. But if you look at the content, you'll see that for a number of years, I was posting multiple times a week. However, now I get inquiries through Facebook from the historical content. And here's where the loyal audience combined with building authority kicks in. Tutors who have followed my page have recommended me to clients. So the work that I put in for the first few years is paying dividends now. The content I posted before is continuing to work hard for me now. If I was launching something new or if I had built something scalable in my tuition business, I would totally up my marketing efforts. So you can see that there is a link but also a difference between marketing and visibility. Active marketing in the right way with intentional content helps to boost your visibility. And when you've done it for a while, you can take a step back and rely on that foundation that you've built, a foundation that has positioned you as an authority for your niche and kept you visible for longer. I'll probably always be marketing my business mentoring and mastermind because the latter especially is scalable and it's the business that I want to keep growing. But how much I need to market or how hard I need to work to attract clients reduces over time if I do the right things when I'm being active. 
So when you're thinking of what content to publish or what topics to talk about in a video or if you pitch yourself to a podcast host, you want to circle around those three things you want to be known for. But to really show people that you embody those three things, to really position yourself as an authority, I think it's important to really think about what information and knowledge you're sharing. When you're giving people little snippets of value to show your expertise and your experience, I think it's important to avoid advice that's generic, things that could be found easily through a quick online search or things that are just really obvious. So if I were talking to you about how to get success through social media marketing and I said, make sure you post high quality content and left it there, that's too generic and it's too obvious. It doesn't give you any idea about whether I can actually help you. Whereas if I gave you really specific ideas of what to post or the platforms you could pay more attention to and so on, and if I backed them up with client stories or my own experience, it's more specific and it goes a long way in establishing trust. Also, something to consider is using buzzwords. I don't think you should necessarily avoid them, but I would always be clear on what that means to me. So for instance, if I said something like how I think we should all collaborate, that leans into the buzzword collaboration. But if I specify exactly what I mean by it and ways you could do it, like I did in episode 58, then I'm adding some weight behind that buzzword. Just something to think about because our clients hear certain words being thrown around a lot and it's important that they know what we mean by them. Now, when it comes to being really specific and showing off your expertise and your experience, some people are hesitant because they're worried about giving too much away or it being copied by a competitor. My view on this is that it's not so much about giving too much away, but it's more important to find that balance I mentioned earlier, where you aren't training your audience to expect free things from you. When done well, you give them enough for a micro win, but essentially leave them wanting more, which is the exact dynamic that you want. And as for competitors, yes, they could copy you, but if they do, then they aren't really a competitor. They aren't competition. And quite honestly, our focus should be on our potential clients. It would make no sense to withhold information that could turn a potential client into an actual one just in case a competitor sees it. And don't forget that whatever you offer for free will never be as in-depth or as effective as your paid services and products anyway. So if you're getting that balance right, you really do have nothing to worry about. Now, having said all of that, sometimes it's really hard to come up with ideas for what to talk about through content, whether it's content you're publishing or whether you're doing something like speaking as a guest for a podcast. So I'll share a few things that really help me keep those ideas flowing. Small phrases, sparks of ideas, and even sometimes just words will pop into my mind. Sometimes I have no clue what I would do with that idea, but I know there's something in it. So I record little voice notes on my phone. I make notes on my notes app. I have a note called phrases that I like, and I just note things down in there. Maybe I'm watching a film and there's a little line that I quite liked. I just put it there. I may never use it, but I have it there for little sparks of inspiration. Say I come across something on social media that I quite like, maybe totally unrelated to my niche. I save it. And when I'm thinking of content ideas or if I'm struggling, I scan my eyes through those. I listen to my voice notes and from those I get ideas which I then expand on. Something I don't do though is research. If say I'm writing a podcast episode or training for my mastermind, I avoid researching the topic because if I do, I end up getting influenced by what I'm reading, hearing and watching. 
And this also helps me keep things really authentic, which I think is important. When all your content is genuinely coming from you, it means that when someone then works with you, you're just continuing that conversation. What they see is what they get. Remember earlier when I was asking you to make a list of three things that you want to be known for? Well, the same ease applies. When it comes from you and not driven by the perception you want to put out there, thinking of how to show people your values becomes a lot easier. Now, when it comes to positioning yourself as an authority in your niche, some people struggle because they don't want to call themselves an expert. And I get it. The word expert carries a lot of pressure. It implies that you know the answer to everything about the thing that you're an expert in. But I think it's a little bit more layered than that. See, if you don't see yourself as an expert, as an authority in what you're talking about, then no one else will. That lack of confidence will seep through, even if you try and fake it till you make it, so to speak. So I think it's healthier to just accept that you'll never know everything about everything, but that doesn't mean you're not an authority right now. As I talked about in episode 70 about finding the right coach, course or mentor, sure, we have to be realistic. If I had only been running my business for a couple of years, I'd be hesitant to offer my help to paying clients. Or if I had no experience in working with business owners outside of the education business space, I wouldn't say that I could. So there's no magic number or formula, but don't let that feeling of there always being more to learn to stop you either. So positioning yourself as an authority isn't just about what you say, but it's about how you say it, things like your body language as well. It's a blend of lots of different things, and we can't underestimate how important our mindsets are when it comes to this. I sometimes help my clients with a boost by hosting things like roundtable discussions in my Facebook group. That way, they have the opportunity to practice talking about their niche in a live setting and being on video without the pressure of doing it alone or hosting it. So if you and I work together and you have something in mind, then drop me a message and if I can, I will definitely help. So that's all from me today. Thank you as always for listening and you'll hear from me on Wednesday. Would you like to take this discussion further? Perhaps you have some questions or you'd like more ideas on tailoring your business. If so, book a free discovery call through the link in the show notes.